Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. I'm your host, Alyssa Simmons, and I'm joined today by my two pals, Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And Dino Nicandros. Hello. And we are still outside the Tauntaun. Shocking, I know. With uh, WandaVision Season 1, Episode 8, Previously On, written by Laura Donnie, directed Previously by... Previously On what? Exactly. Uh, written by Laura Donnie, directed by Matt Shackman, and by God. We're Marvel fans. By Lord God on high. <laughs> oh, I thought this so bad. On the outside... have been waiting for a couple of days to chat with each other and with it's all of you on this episode. Years. And wow. Oh, before, but before we get into it, uh, before. we before we get into it. Come on, I've been waiting for so long. We just want to go back to Star Wars for a second and <gasps> give a little congratulations shout out to oh. cute, sweet, handsome John Boyega. Who won for supporting actor in a series for his role <laughs> for his role <laughs> in Small Axe? So that's incredible. We obviously always love to see the movie's called Small Ass, but he definitely does not have a small ass. Thanks. He's got a very nice. <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's we always like when exciting and good things happen to Star yes. Wars peeps, and yeah. he's so deserving of that. He's so. a very talented fellow. Yep. Yep. But uh, yep, yep, yip, yip. different show. <laughs> and let's go back to WandaVision because this episode was bananas. Bananas in pajamas. Yeah, we need, we have a lot to talk and about. And we just got to go right into it, right? Yeah. Well, the, let, let's not waste time. Nope. Okay. Not like we're doing right now. <laughs> nope. Not like we have for the last four minutes or so. John Boyega, <laughs> you are not a John waste. John Boyega. Uh, no, no, I meant just about, never mind. Keep going. All right, so we start in Salem, Massachusetts in 1693. Agatha. I just really quick. Already? Jeez, Daniel. Yep, I just got to do it. I'm sorry. There's not very many times that I can give myself a pat on the back, but I definitely predicted that this episode was going to be a big old flashback episode, and it was... It was. Good job. Congratulations, Thank you. Daniel. Thank you. Oh Congratulations my God, on feel... writing and creating WandaVision. Really. <laughs> I can feel you all patting me on the back. It feels so nice. I, I'm, okay. I'm slapping you really passively, aggressively on the back, like much harder than should be acceptable. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. And I'm actually patting you on your cheek. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, they hate that. Oh. <laughs> I knew yeah. you would. That's so rude. <laughs> okay. So we start in Salem, Massachusetts. Agatha is being dragged into the forest by two cloaked figures and she's tied to a, a sort of stake in the center um, surround surrounded by eight people who are also in cloaks and um, it's a nice ribeye steak delicious <laughs> and uh, she obviously is thinking that she is going to be uh, caught for being a witch but turns out this is uh, this is her coven that has brought her <laughs> yeah, there that was quite what the a twist, twist. 
And um, the leader of the coven, who we later learn is her mother, says, Mm -hmm. uh, Agatha Harkness, are you a witch? And she replies that she is. And they all reveal their cloaks to reveal that they are the the coven. And um, she is there because she has betrayed them by stealing knowledge above her age and station and practicing the darkest of magic. Mm-hmm. And she replies, uh, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then finally she's like, I didn't break your rules. They bent to my power. Yeah. So like, okay. So first of all, like, what are the rules? Also, who is they? And who did she steal the knowledge from? I have yeah, lots of questions. So many questions. But what we can gather from this scene is that these are obviously good witches, and Agatha is using dark magic, so they're upset with dark her. Dark-sided! So they begin... You can always tell in, like, you know, in just movies in general, like, when when magic people use, like, light-colored, bluey mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. magic. Oh, they must be good. And Yeah, then... it's, like a, it's like the blue lightsaber, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and it kind of brings to the forefront things that were explored in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, the stealing of magic, the stealing right. of knowledge. Totally. Caecilius, his whole his whole plot in that. So it, we, we've kind of been introduced to to the rules of the use, of, the acceptable use of magic and uh, this is furthering that plot line. Yeah, yeah there's absolutely. maybe other libraries out there with magic mm-hmm. books. Right. So they all begin chanting a spell in Latin, and these they blue... They say, Mors Monstro Nature. Oh, that sounds so beautiful, the way that you just said it. Yeah. And <laughs> um, these, uh, as we said, these blue orbs uh, shoot out of all of them and into Agnes, Agatha. Oh, in case you're wondering what it means, it roughly means death to the monster of nature. Oh, scary. Yeah. Spooky. So um, they're trying to kill her, and she flippity-flops it on over, and her um, magic bursts out of her in purple orbs back at them. Whoops. And... I was curious. Do you guys feel like that that it did... I, I was trying to get the take on her, like her take on it. Did it, did it look like she knew what she was doing, or that it kind of happened like, like, you know, it was sort of like a... a like a reaction Spontane- or something? Spontaneous, yeah, yeah, like a nature thing, you know? It was like her... You know, for that one, yes, it. I think it kind of like took her by surprise. Mm-hmm. But the next moment when she is able to reverse it on her mother, yeah. I think that's absolutely intentional. And she's uh-huh. like, I, I just did it to like eight other people and here we go. Yeah, right. Um, Number nine, here we go. So um, she's, like, begging her mother not to try to kill her and says, you know, please, I can be good. And her mother says, no, you cannot. Whoops. And her mother then begins the same, I think, the same spell. She, she almost kind of sounds like she says, I'm a cadabra. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wrong show, wrong show. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and uh, she, uh, you know, is able to tear her her wrists away from the the magic of the other witches and uses her magic to bring her mother down. Oh, baby. And um, uh, then she her, walks over. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, uh, to, you know, something important to note is that her mother, 
Well, actually, a few things to note about her mother. Um, when she, like, realizes that she's got to, like, amp it up a bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> she... Um, you can see sort of like a spectral the, crown, the crown form yeah. on yeah. her head, which I was like, uh, huh. And it looks, I mean, it's not the same, but it's fairly similar to the design of the, uh, of the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch costume. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, also in IMDb, um, they've named her Evanora Harkness. Hmm. Okay. Um, which is interesting. She's not, I mean, you know, when you look her up, she's not in the comics, but her name um, is also the name of the Wicked Witch of the East in the movie Oz the Great and Powerful. Which they've made a couple of other references to mm-hmm. on uh-huh. Wanda. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the market in the movie theater, and also Sam Raimi is the is directing the new Doctor Strange movie. Right. It's plausible that that might be a little nod. I mean, it, I, it, it's at least a nod. Yeah, for sure. Um, so once her mother is down, she walks over and steals the brooch that is clasping her mother's cloak. Oh, yeah, so, the brooch. Yeah, that was an interesting little thing. And then she is wearing it in present day. She's Which I've got, her... a th- I've got a theory about the – because it looks like there's three figures on the Yeah, brooch. I noticed that as well. Yeah, and – when we get later in the episode, I'll bring it. I'll bring it up again because I I kind of went down a little rabbit hole. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so unlike you. That's so weird. I know. That's so weird. Wow. Um. All right. So that's the that's the the cold open, if you will. Oh my god. Um. Chilly. Very whoa. chilly open. Freezing <laughs> cold. So we're back in present day in the scary witchy oh. basement. Also random to know. I mean, I'm. I, it's not really an Easter egg because I'm sure everybody noticed it. But the Marvel Studios card at the top turned purple, purple. like you know, yeah. Agatha's magic, yes. which yes. I thought was cute. That was cool. Um, and uh, Wanda asks Agnes, "Where are my children?" And <laughs> Agatha mocks her in the most hilarious way other ever. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that accent really comes and goes, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so sassy. The sassiest. Um, Wanda attempts to use her powers. Her magic isn't good there. Um, and Agatha tells her that there's a basic protection spell on um, all of hello, the different sorry, doors. Gonna, go ahead. Keep patting me on the back. Oh, my God. The pats feel so nice on my back. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And your butt, too. Does it feel good on your butt? Because yeah, you're right kissing your own booty right now. I'm uh. kissing my own butt. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I did predict that this was that the runes were some mm-hmm. kind of a, a spell. Absolutely. So, um, obviously, Wanda cannot do magic there. Only Agatha can. Whoops. And, and, and we get a uh, we get a uh, kind of the reasoning behind mm-hmm. why uh, Billy says she's quiet in the last. Right. Episode. I like you, Agatha. Mm-hmm. You're quiet. Yeah. And you you get the answer when when Agatha says uh, my thoughts aren't available to you. Yep. So she's she's able to cut herself off from. Mm-hmm. From others intruding. Allegedly. So um, we learn that Agatha has been waiting for Wanda to reveal her true self. And she says, well, uh, we got pretty close with fake Pietro, Fietro, as I'm calling yeah. him. Fietro. And um, we get some answers. So she, Agatha sensed Westview and that there was sort of this like afterglow of all of these spells. And so right. she showed up there and was like, like what the hell is this 
I need you to tell me how you did this. So that's the sort of thing that um, I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago. I love it when characters and episodes just say just out loud the objective of what's going to happen for the whole entire yeah, uh-huh. episode. Yeah. And there it is right there. She wants to find out how Wanda has done this because right. she would like to be able to harness that kind of power as well. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. She's it, she's it's interesting. She goes back and forth. Well, not I mean not a lot, but I mean there's there's one point where it feels like she gets she she seems very genuinely um uh like desperate for some reason, so there mm. might be another reason why she thinks she needs this power, but um Yeah, uh, there are definitely some theories there. Um my family was like, "Oh, well she obviously like had someone die and wants to bring them back." Oh, that's interesting that they thought. Um, I love that. And I hadn't thought of it that way. I thought of her just wanting to be like, how is she simultaneously doing all of these spells? And she even says something like, you're you're doing magic on autopilot. Yeah. Right. Um, I, just, so, I, I love the idea of, like, you know, an evil character not just seeking power just because they want to be more powerful. Because that's, that's boring. That's a little We've done lame. That before. Totally. It, yeah, it's totally. like, I want, I want her to have some other cool motivation. You know, I'm sure she does. Whether yeah, it's like, she probably does. Yeah. If we know anything about Marvel, it's that all of if those. If Thanos is any indication, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so she says, you know, uh, she wants to figure it out. Um, and um, she says, you know, you were so you were so depressed, and you, what was it that you were telling your fake brother that you just felt endless nothingness? Let's start mm-hmm. there. And um, as she says that, uh, this portal door kind of appears down in the in the witchy basement. Oh, okay. And then, so, go ahead. Um, this this is this is the 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 little the little rabbit hole I went down. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, um, first of all, okay, actually, really quick, the um, when she said she she's she was talking to the rabbit, talking to the mm-hmm. rabbit. The rabbit's totally that I I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to get off this train until I die on it. You have the one rabbit, more episode. <laughs> the rabbit is important. The rabbit is going to the rabbit is going to show itself and to, it's going to change forms and we're going to get something. I don't know what it is. All right, keep rabbit, going. Keep going. Talk. Sorry. The rabbit is named uh uh Senior Scratchy, you know. Right. Could be Old Scratch. I know we've talked about this before. Um, which is another name for the devil. Um, eh, and or it could also be Agatha's she... son, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that yep, was your yep. other theory. Lots of things, lots of things. Um, but that's not even the thing I was gonna say. <laughs> um, so Agatha, yeah, she Agatha plucks out the ha- the uh, Wanda's hair to open the yes. door. Yes, of her memories. I was just about to get there. But right. go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say that this is very much like. How Doctor Strange uh, used one of Thor's hairs to yes. find Odin in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the first thing that came to my mind um, was uh, a scene in Disney's Hercules. <laughs> when oh, the, with the with the three um, the fates. The fates. The, the, yes, the three yeah. fates and the thread of life. I mean, I know it's not a hair, but it's very similar how they like pull it out, um, and it represents a person's life, you know, and. Um, but yeah, so it made me, and but then it made me think about the um, the three figures on Agatha's brooch, and I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if those three figures are the Fates. 
past, present, and future. Could be. I mean, there's also, like, I mean, you think of, like, even in Macbeth, there's three witches. It's a very, totally. that, it's a very... Super common theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that, that, that wasn't a super deep, dark hole, but... Oh, okay. That was the deep dive? That's pretty much it. I mean, right, yeah. I, I did, I did go and, um, you know, I read up on the, the three fates, and they were consistently portrayed as three women spinners. Each of the three fates had a different task revealed by her name. Glotho spun the thread of life. Lachesis measured its allotted length, and Atropos cut it off with her shears. Sometimes each of the fates was assigned to a specific period of time, the past, the present, and the future. Cool. Yeah. And let's not forget the best line from that scene, which is, What's the matter with these scissors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so oh, it's much. so good. Okay. Oh, so, also, just the oh. little, the in case you're wondering, I mean, it, the the spells that she was doing, like showing off for, for Wanda. Yes, yes. Um, she, she says, Tenio Imperio Anime, which means I have control of the animal. I mean, more or less. Um, and then the transmutation one, she says, Reformator Figura, which more or less means transform your appearance. Um, and then uh, Memente Memoria, which is more or less just remember memory. Hmm. Um, also very interesting to note that they're using like legit Latin words, which like, you know, they, they could have easily just made up some mumbo jumbo language, but they specifically chose Latin. Well, I mean, I'm glad which... they did because she's like, she's like old school witch, you know? Totally. Right. Obviously right. like for her roots are in like Salem and that Colonial. whole storyline. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. Yeah, but it, it's interesting because I mean, it it was more or less kind of, um, uh, you know, not I don't want to say mocking, but kind of mocking, like the you know religion and that sort of thing. You know, that's partially why they were they were like using those words, mm-hmm. like in opposition to, you know. But anyway, yep. I digress. So Agatha. Agnes, Agatha, says uh, it's time to look at some real reruns. And Wanda says no, and she reminds her that she has her kids in the bewitched basement. And we hear, and the, hear, we hear the boys yelling, the help, 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 mom. Um, so we go into the first door, which is Wanda's childhood home. And her mom is there, and um, then her father comes in, and he is he brings in a briefcase and opens up and inside are all the sitcoms that we've seen throughout all of WandaVision so far on, on top we see I love Lucy bewitched. Who's the boss Adam's family. I dream of Jeannie and Malcolm in the middle. Okay. Now what, what, what year is this actually supposed to be? So this is probably the the early 90s, very early 90s or or Well, no, no, no cuz she was born in 89, 80s. so she's at least She's like probably 8 or 8, or eight nine, through 10. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, so mid 90s. Yeah, then. so we're looking at yeah, we're looking at like 90 potentially 97 through 99. And I I love how uh Agatha says oh, I love the Cold War aesthetic and <laughs> yeah. it, it really paints a a really stark and gloomy picture of what Eastern Europe looked like even after the Soviet Union fell, where it was oh, just yeah. totally uh, warring factions. And you see, I mean, you see it in the episode. Her mom looks out the window. Yeah, and there's it's just a right outside. People shooting. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to have street. a normal life. Um, but I was gonna say it's a, uh, it, which is, it's a rare a rare occasion, but um, it 
feels like it might be a continuity error. Just the um, uh, having the DVDs of Malcolm in the Middle would not make any sense because it hasn't come out yet. Ma- Malcolm in the Middle started airing, I in think, two thousand. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That might be a little bit of a continuity error then. Yeah, and the DVDs wouldn't have come if out it... at least until two thousand and one. Well, probably two thousand. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to. So unless oh. she's like thirteen years old in this, like, you know. Well, she, I mean, she yeah, she, she very could, well. She could have been. We it don't. We didn't. We, did, don't we don't know, know. That's what the why year I was. Asked what year yeah, it was. we don't know. I don't know what age she is. So, but yeah. Yeah, not sure. We might have to do a bit of a dive to see if like they. I'm not. I'm not sure. They, they say they Wanda's do. exact age in the comics. If anybody and... out there that's listening knows, let us know. In yeah, the comments. I, I, I think she's obviously older because I don't think they'd overlook such a big. Right. Yeah, that feels like that would yeah, be a weird that oversight. Feels, yeah. that, that's not a mistake. So she's. Yeah. This is then maybe this is early 2000s. But... Yeah, maybe she's 12 or 13. In the year something like that. 2000. So, um. Then Pietro comes into the scene, and uh, we find out that they're having TV night, and you know he's telling the parents like, you know, speak in English. We agreed, like we speak, we practice our English on on TV night, and they're like, uh, and you know, nobody likes to read subtitles. <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Where's your sister?" And he he calls for Wanda, and uh, uh, Agatha sort of pushes present day Wanda in it's like that's your cue sweetie and pushes right. her in and she becomes the little uh little version of Wanda I love that I think that's such a fun way to tell the story yeah I so. do too rather than having her just like witness which witness the whole entire thing which is what we see in the next doors but um right. it was cool to have it kind of start that way right and um she it's it's Wanda's turn to pick and uh her papa says that he has her her DVDs in a special location. He like pulls back this They're tapestry on butt. the wall <laughs> <laughs> and pulls out the complete collection of the Dick Van Dyke show and she says that she wants to watch season two, episode twenty one, the walnut episode, which is a super famous Dick Van Dyke episode. And there were yeah, some also- the ep- that episode in particular is interesting very, because yeah, very mirrored of what happens in WandaVision. Totally, and yeah. so we're seeing you know almost replica shots of the two of them in bed and the two of them sitting on the couch and you know silly tripping antics and mm-hmm. um and that particular episode is very very weird like Twilighty Zone yes, which we learned in a little bit that it's a it it was all a dream actually mm-hmm. but right. um there were some interesting lines in this scene one of which is uh there uh pietro says what's a shenanigan yeah and uh they say uh it's a problem but it's more silly than scary it can sometimes be a little scary it's a silly mischief that always becomes fine so i thought that was a uh definite De- they- yeah, they were talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So as they're watching the show, Wanda is in trance. This was the scariest episode I think in the entire oh, series. So, so oh far. yeah, absolutely. Like just like the themes, no like the 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 women being sucked dry of their magical powers, and then being mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> husks of people like <laughs> bodies, oh, yeah. like it, yeah, spooky. Yeah, it was definitely scary. Um. Mm-hmm. So as they're watching this episode of Dick Van Dyke, Wanda is just 
smiling and entranced and the whole family is happy, um, just sort of escaping into the reality of this sitcom. And uh, then we have a massive explosion. Ugh. And when Wanda comes to, she's among the rubble in her home. Um I She's, knew it was coming, but it still took me by oh surprise. Oh gosh, it's just I, so oh, horrible. It. Just so horrible too to like be watching them having this like happy family moment as well. Yeah. Ugh. Um so Pietro runs for her and they, they hide under the bed just as more uh more debris and junk is falling. And uh a big old bomb made by Stark Industries lands right near them. With the <laughs> blinking red light, which you'll remember from the toaster. Yes. The, the black and white toaster commercial, but you saw the red the blinking light. The red, red blinking light, light. Yeah, yes. It's, a, it's like almost like we're taking a a uh, a tour of all the commercials from WandaVision so far. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, also mentioning now, this has obviously been the first episode that we haven't had any commercial breaks. Because mm-hmm. we're dealing with the real, the real right. stuff now. The real, real. Um, so... Directly behind the Stark Industries bomb, the TV is still playing Dick Van Dyke. and um, Which is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, and you hear Dick Van Dyke say, oh, it was a, it was a nightmare. It was, it was just a nightmare all along. And little Wanda says, by the end of the episode, you realize it was all a bad dream. None of it was real. And uh, she places her hand out, and you think that she's possibly going to, you know, stop this bomb from going off. And she's kind of ejected out the other side of the bed as grown-up Wanda. Whee! Um, and honestly, Catherine Hahn's delivery of all of these, like, recaps after after these scenes. <laughs> she's Sticking just, the knife in. Just so honestly, she's just like, okay, so what I see is a baby witch obsessed with sitcoms. This does not explain your recent hijinks. <laughs> what um, the hell? <laughs> So she's obviously like, this didn't really give me any answers. Did did you dismantle the bomb? And gave she's me like, some answers. And she's like, no, I didn't. We just, it, the bomb was defective. It never went off. Well, and she mentions, did you use a a, a probability uh, hex? Yes, a probability mm-hmm. hex. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, really common in the comics. That's kind of what Wanda is known for. It's an element of her chaos sort magic, of her thing. Messing with probability. Right. And she's like, no, it just, it was defective. And she said, but we were trapped there for two days. And she's just like, oh, so much trauma. Just. <laughs> I feel though that she's, that, the, I mean, if, if it's not what that is, I think that either way, Kevin Feige and uh, the, you know, the, the MCU team, they're trying to make us believe that uh, Wanda had these powers before encountering right. the mind stone yeah right. so that that scene yeah we're not exactly sure exactly yeah because so she's and and you know which is interesting because it's like is this how they're sort of potentially introducing the uh uh the mutants you know what i mean is mm-hmm. this kind of like showing that she she already had like the mutant gene within her you know and then when she was sort of like in when she became in contact with the Mind Stone, it sort of enhanced that. I don't know if she's even a mutant. Maybe if they she's might. A mutant, they might right. be. Well, because as recently as 2016, and I didn't know this until recently, because I have I haven't read any of the really new X Men comics. But as recently as 2016, she and Pietro were given a different backstory that didn't include mm-hmm. Magneto. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? 
and and they're not even technically mutants. So oh, so she could very well trigger other people's mutations, but she might just be a a, a magic user like Doctor Strange or sure, you know, that was just had an, an innate abilities right. Yeah, and one of the side effects is that she, you know, of 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 creating the giant hex is that it triggers DNA changes like we see with Monica. Right, 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 right. Interesting. So just as we're, uh, you know, dealing with all the info we just got from from that horrific little scene, uh, another door appears, and Wanda knows that door, and like, oh, I don't want to go there. It's like I don't want to do that, and but. I don't want to see that. She gets forced on in there, and we are at Hydra now. Ugh. And uh, we see two. Well, one is a doctor. One we don't know. He's he works Hydra for them in some person. capacity. Yeah, I thought we were gonna see Strucker here. Same. Yeah. Alas. <laughs> Alas. Alas. And um, <laughs> Agatha has some great lines about, okay, so after your parents were killed, you decided that it would be best to to join a, a, a terrorist organization. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and, you know, Wanda's like, you know, we were we were trying to help. We were trying to we're gonna change the world, we were trying to change the world. And um, then we see Wanda enter this. I don't even know what you would call it test a, like a little a testing cell, cell yeah. of some kind yeah uh-huh. and they say a um, containment yeah uh they say you know state your state your name and your position and she says wanda maximoff volunteer give us a profile okay great <laughs> slate your name full body shot <laughs> state your height height yeah. agency and location um <laughs> And this is the worst audition they've ever been to. This <laughs> is terrible. They made me touch the mind stone. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us. Obviously, we see uh, Loki's scepter with with the mind stone. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, one of the Hydra people says no subjects have survived direct contact, and the other doctor doesn't care and says, "Okay, we need you to touch the sample. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, go for it." <laughs> And um, as she gets closer, the stone flies out of the scepter. And when she reaches out for it, there's this explosion situation. This It's like now yellow and it reveals en- encompassing her with this light. And she sees this sort of vision um, <gasps> of herself as the Scarlet Witch directly in front of her. And also... I'm, I think that we... Yeah, it, it's pretty... They want us to assume that it's her. Yeah, they want. Th- that's pretty clear. But you know, yeah. I, if we're gonna go off of how the rest of this uh, series has been, maybe it's not. Maybe it's yeah. something different altogether. Could be very. Fun. Um, there is something. Oh, can interesting... I just say really quick that like I just gotta give kudos to the music people in oh. the show because I swear to God that like that moment with the fucking violins, it was just like so gorgeous. Incredible. Oh my god. Yeah, Christopher Beck, he did uh, the Ant Man movies. Yes, but he's he's uh, nailing it. He's nailing it. It's so nailing good. Nailing it. Um, also, I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, and I took a screen grab, so I will post it on our story or something. 
But in the sort Post of like now. in the sort of like vision of the Scarlet Witch, there's also a figure directly under her oh, that looks like I don't a know if I looks like that. a person. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'll yeah, it's like pretty pretty clear. So I uh, don't know who that is. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after this situation happens, she passes out. The doctors run in. They're like, she's still alive, but get her into isolation. Now she is in a cell watching the Brady Bunch. And uh, I was really glad I had subtitles on for this the second time I watched it because uh, this is definitely <laughs> nothing is by accident, as we know. Um, right. Especially with the the sitcom stuff. So uh, Cindy in the Brady Bunch, she's uh, she's talking about her doll, and she's like, "You you you'll you'll hurt her feelings." And Bobby says she hasn't got any feelings. She's full of sawdust or rags or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So as we know, Wanda is dealing with a lot, and yeah. has as as Agatha mentioned, so much trauma. Um. Can't even imagine. But um, the doctors are reviewing the footage, and as Wanda gets close to the stone, she seems to disappear. Like on the video right. they're watching back, that yeah. when she makes contact with the stone, she disappears. And they're like, what happened in there? They can't figure it out. Um, and uh, like just the, like the, the, the video is edited. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, se- it seemed like a, either an edit or she was literally physically gone and then back it's it's hard to say well it looks like she goes directly from like standing to to being being passed out lying on the floor yeah Yeah. exactly so um agatha says i have a theory also that 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 little doll in the episode yeah the sissy um, sissy talks a lot or something Susie talks a lot yes it's it's the same doll that that vision has in an earlier episode where oh is it really yeah uh uh-huh I was oh, like, man. oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> um, so Agatha thinks that she's sort of getting closer to how this might this all might be happening. She says mm-hmm. she has a theory, but she needs more. The next door appears and they walk through and we are at the Avengers compound, which Wanda says this is the very first home vision and I ever shared. Pietro is dead, and I'm living in a new country, and I had no one. And she's watching Malcolm in the Middle on TV. And um, I watched this scene probably like five or six times because I this just. <laughs> such a well written scene. It is scene so and, brilliant. And greatly yeah. performed. Too. And I just. I think that anyone who has a loved one or even just a, a, a friend or acquaintance who struggles with depression yeah um this is just a textbook example of how you can be there for people who are struggling yeah because he doesn't he doesn't push her to talk yeah. about anything mm-hmm. he just says or try to solve the problem yeah right. that's exactly yeah. right he just says i don't i don't presume to know what you're feeling but yeah if, he's like i've never been there before but I if don't. it could bring you comfort to to tell me I'm here, you know, and that's an open ear. And she explains her, what she's feeling. It's just that it's like this wave washing over me again and again. When I try to stand up, it knocks me down. It's going to drown me. And vision has really beautiful words back for her. But, um, you know, the, the biggest takeaway from the scene is he says, what, what is grief? If not love persevering. 
I mean, it's the line like, of the year. Like, yeah. Line <laughs> like, of the year in screenwriting. I mean, it's... Just give whoever wrote that, like, a fucking gold star. Give them that, all of I, the awards. I, I sobbed because... cried after that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because. But how true is that? It's so it's true. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So... When your heart aches, oh it, it, it aches for, a, you know, a reason. It's Yeah, it's because, it's because you loved. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just beautiful if you just watch it again everybody watch that scene again watch it again i also thought like that the the particular scene she was watching of malcolm in the middle mm-hmm. of of brian cranston <laughs> hammering the de- you know the the kind of canop deck canopy together the and then it all yeah. collapses all crashes, in on him yeah. it's like that's that's a pretty great uh use of symbolism there <laughs> <laughs> the, yes. the roof is just yeah, always all, collapsing in on yeah, wanda yeah um and yeah so it's just a very very sweet scene between them and she knows that he can't solve things for her but he's there which is Mm -hmm. for people who are struggling with depression like that's the biggest thing is that no one is no one's able to like heal you or solve everything immediately but like knowing that people are there for you it's yeah it's just wonderful so it it was such a good example too of like because i think I don't know. Maybe maybe people like there's like there's like oh yeah they're they're together makes sense. But like I think that some people might go I don't understand how this like odd couple stay together. Like I don't get it. But like this scene is makes it so yeah, apparent. Yeah, just, tells, just like, you, so tells you exactly why. Yeah. Also yeah. really interesting that she uses uh, kind of the metaphor of her drowning. Cause Monica says the same thing when yeah. Um, uh, in an earlier episode and so whatever so whatever Wanda's doing with this hex and it, it's still unclear all all of the things it uh, it does but when she it, it seems to be unclear it, it's pretty too. clear that everybody under her influence feels like they're drowning they're also feeling uh, that grief mentally yeah yeah so she's projecting mm-hmm. it onto people mm-hmm. I mean this is literally a, a physical manifestation of her grief mm-hmm. yeah so Agatha recaps for her and says, okay, so parents dead, brother dead, vision dead. What happened when he wasn't there to pull you back from the darkness? And just as she says that, the sword headquarters door appears. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what did you, you know, what did you do, Wanda? What do you, what do you want? What do you want? And she walks through. Oh, yeah, this is, this is the moment where she, she's like, seemingly getting more desperate like there's something Mm -hmm. there's like it it almost where like that moment like when we saw um that in the scene where she killed sparky you know right and she was like like seemingly was like so sincere and and then like the moment where she's like um she's like oh yeah just bring her back from the dead and she's like you could do that it it kind of felt more on those lines where she was like we were kind of starting to see underneath this Mm -hmm. like the layer of the oh it was we're seeing this like whatever her true intention is but without saying it i was like oh what 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 is it yeah absolutely so wanda is talking to someone at the front and she's just saying i know that you have him here and i am his next of kin i want to give him a proper funeral he deserved it i deserve it and um, at that moment, he gets a call, and it's obviously Director Hayward on the Douchebag. other on the other end, and he's letting her go back. So 
Oh, yeah, and she stares at him through the... Yeah, she stares at him through the little security camera. <laughs> yes, which she's done before in this episode, too. And, um... Or not this episode, I mean this show. Mm-hmm. She's got a great death glare. I'll just she say does. That. Yeah. She does. And uh, so she starts to walk back, and they're like, oh, I need to buzz you in. She's like, I got it. She's like, yeah. flings the doors open. <laughs> it's fine, thanks. And uh, obviously we know that footage because Hayward used it against her a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, so she goes right on back to his office and, uh, he's like, well, I understand that you want Vision's body and, well, I have to show you something. So he pulls her into the hallway overlooking the lab and Vision's body is sort of strewn about on all these different tables. And she's like, Mm -hmm. why are you, why are you showing me this? Yeah, they're seemingly all very purposeful. And he's like, well, this is what you wanted to see. We're we're dismantling the most dangerous sentient weapon ever made. And, you know, she says, I, I just I just want his body. I just want to give him a funeral. And he says to her, I'm sorry, we cannot give someone who has power, the only potentially person who has the powers to bring their soulmate back online. Oh, and then he says, forgive me, back to life. Yeah, right. Um, How does Hayward know that? Well, here's the thing. I, I, he this doesn't. Is, he doesn't. This is all a plan. He doesn't. He's, he's trying to get mm-hmm. her to. Yeah, because they can't. Just, figure... We're jumping ahead in the episode. Yeah. He's sure. trying to get her to reactivate Vision. Yep. Yeah. Because so, they can't okay, so figure out how want. to do it. Yeah. So this is like a hail. This is like a hail mary pass from him, basically. Like he's, he doesn't know that it's gonna work, but this is like you know he's like we tried everything else, so let's try this kind of thing. And sure. The, and he's just yeah. Is that is that sort of what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, it's everything he says here is calculate. He is trying to trigger her. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I know that. But I'm just like, as far as whether or not he knew it would work, you're it, you're you're more or less saying that he's just like, well, we tried everything else. Let's let's try this, and yeah. this is yeah, yes, got it. And cool. she says to him, you know, that's not why I'm here. And he says, well, I can't give you three billion dollars worth of vibranium to bury in the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, she crashes through the glass walls and flies down and she holds her hand over his head and just says, I, I can't feel you. And it's just so so sad. sad. She knows that she knows. I mean, she knew, but like he's gone. Like, and a direct callback to infinity war where she, she places her hand on vision's head when they're, they're together. And she said, he, he's freaked out about what the mind stone is doing. And, and she says, I just feel you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so sad. So, and I, I was gonna say too that like just the way that they're pulling his part, they're pulling his body apart, feels very, like, like haphazard and almost like just like not scientific. <laughs> like it just feels like they're, it, it, it all feels that like you know to your point, it feels very purposeful. Like as if yeah. they like they're looking like they're hurting him, kind of. Right. Even though he's dead, like like we're just like desecrating his body, kind of. Right. Um. Yeah. Ugh. So poor Wanda leaves the sword headquarters and which was like wow what a twist because we were all expecting her to yep, take the well, body. Yeah, because that's what they that's what douchebag Magoo led us to believe. We douchebag Magoo that Wanda stole Vision's body, which now we know yep. did not happen. Bag um, of dicks. So she gets in her car and we see this sort of open envelope on the the passenger seat and she begins to drive <laughs> and drives in. To Westview. Right. Which 
that answers our question about it being an existing place it's or place. her just creating it. So now we know it was a real place. And, and the people in it are also real. Yeah, so as she's driving them. through <laughs> as she's driving through the town, we see a lot of the a lot of the cast of characters that we've seen in previous episodes. And yeah, West I take back my I take back my mailman as a nefarious figure. <laughs> yeah, right. He was an innocent <laughs> townsperson. Yeah. So she drives into a, a cul-de-sac and and parks. A cul-de-sac. She and she parks and there is a plot of land there ready for a, a home to be built. And she's standing there and she unfolds this piece of paper and we see that it is uh, the deed for a property deed for this land. And there's a little note written and outlined in a heart and it says, to grow old in, love V. <laughs> oh, God. So she's looking around and she walks and she walks into the center of this sort of plot of land and the grief at that point just completely overcomes her and she falls to her knees and she's weeping and wailing and as she screams she shits herself <laughs> honestly just daniel poop everywhere <laughs> um the powers begin to stream out of her chest and her hands and the house begins to take form and as as the house is expanding, the whole town is enveloped and sort of like it felt like a like a blanket, like washed over or oh. or like ocean, like she was saying, like yeah. washed over and envelops this whole entire town. And it and it goes from being present day into the 50s and 60s from, well, from one the very thing first that was episode. really cool um, about the way that the, that her house in particular came together Um it looked like it came together in uh, like a jigsaw puzzle, mm -hmm. like and which I thought was very very cool. I mean, if anything, it's definitely a nod to the House of M comic cover because it looks exactly like that same style with the little jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Themes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's so incredible. So everything is you know transferring over into the fifties and sixties, and then we're back in the house. And she still has, you know, the power coming out of her chest and her hands. and out of her boobs. And she's starting to create vision. Her powers are quite literally forming. Yeah, wow, what Forming vision right in front of her. And, and interestingly, too, is that the, um, you know, all, all of her magic up to this point has been red. And then, like, sort of seemingly out of the out of nowhere like she has this yellow magic mm -hmm. that forms into vision yeah yeah and um so when it's all when it's all done vision is standing there and he says wanda welcome home he's not a corpse no it's not the it's not the corpse of vision it's she not. just created she created a vision a vision and well, and, and it, it it makes sense. I mean, if we like, if you look at how the Mind Stone sort of chose her in a sense, um, and like, the fact that he didn't have any memory other than Westview, you right. know what I mean? Like he was quite literally born there. He was created, and in and Westview. he can't physically leave. No, yeah, because he's With part right. of right. he's part of that place. So, um, as Wanda, as you know, as we sort of like change, uh views wanda steps in and she's you know in her mary tyler moore get up 
And, uh, you know, they sit down on the couch and kiss and he's about to turn the TV on. Again, the music is just so oh my beautiful. Gosh, so brilliant. Jesus. And then, of course, we see real time Wanda right behind them. And as oh. she sort of go ahead. I'm sorry. I just like because I'm a crazy person and I was like, I, I, you know, I was crying up at this point. And then like I saw like the the red coat. Behind, and I, I, for, I don't know why I forgot that she was wearing a red coat. But then I was just like, oh, my God, it's him. It's Mephisto. Oh, my God. But then it wasn't. <laughs> oh, just like, always. Son of a bitch. We cannot give up on Mephisto. We cannot. No, I can't. I can't. Um, and as she sort of, you know, is watching this, she looks around and she's on and she's in a set. She's on yeah, a complete like a- soundstage. There's lights and cameras and a set up studio audience where Agatha is the sole member and she's clapping away. <laughs> um, slow clap. What a bitch. <laughs> but yeah. Got what she came for. I mean, she's just like, what? on earth and then we hear the boys screaming so wanda runs out out of the soundstage house and finds them in the street in agatha's grasp she has these scary kind of purple magic ropes tied around their necks and she's flying above them and wow they did katherine hans makeup so cool for this moment it just looked so fantastic and um she looks like a real witch now she sure does and she says to her i know what you are you're supposed to be a myth a being of spontaneous creation and here you are using it to make breakfast for dinner (laughs) (laughs) and then she says give me back my children and agatha says oh yes your children and vision and this whole little life you've made this is chaos magic wanda and that makes you the Scarlet Witch. That is the full part of the episode. Then we have the credits. And then, of course, we have a post-credits scene oh, this well, week well, we... again. And we are in the sword camp outside of the Hex. And Hayward, douchebag Magoo. Douchebag. Um, walks in. He says, you know, we've taken this thing apart, put it back together a million times. And all we needed was a little energy directly from the source. And we get a glimpse of the plane that they flew into the hex. Right. Out of the old drum. And Still it glowing is, with her hex. It's glowing with, with that power. And it is connected into a, a, a giant sort of... Tube. Tube and- yeah, and none of us are going to ask, like, you know, how this scientifically works because we're just no. not going to. No, that's not what you do, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. We're just like, yeah, this is right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, he, he's, he's sucking the, he's sucking the, he's sucking the Wanda hex off of the, off of the old drone thing. And, 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 yeah, well, that, so, sure. so it's in- interesting he says, before we get to the reveal, it, yeah, it's interesting that he says power directly from the source. Mm-hmm. Yes. The source, it's, I don't know, the way that's phrased, we know he means Wanda's power. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean. It, but she we're... interacted with the Mind Stone. Right. And if you so... remember, the Mind Stone is what gave Vision 
his body. Right. Mm -hmm. So are we kind of like trying to ass- are we are, are they trying to make us assume that the the power of the mind stone sort of like resides within has Wanda, done something to yes at least yeah. it enhanced within her it enhanced whatever ability she already had and she right. now has has the ability to spontaneously create right mm-hmm. interesting yeah. which yeah. leads very, us then to very interesting Alyssa which then we see a shot of a completely new vision body. That is being brought to life. Oh, my. And it's important to note that he is white. That is important to note. So, because if I MCU may... is racist! Go, go ahead. So, so white vision. Yep. For yep. those of you who haven't picked up comic books, uh, there is significance, and that's why... I mean, I let out a gasp, because I've actually oh, read yeah. this, this, oh, yeah. this comic story. So... Uh, it comes from the white vision originally comes from uh, John Byrne's West Coast Avengers. Uh, and it's there's a storyline in it uh, called Vision Quest. There's been and a in lot the story, of those themes in yes. this series so far. And, and Vision is, is kidnapped and they pull him apart, kind of like what you saw. Uh, but Ant-Man, or former Ant-Man, Hank Pym, is I able think- to rebuild him. Uh, but he's entirely white and beyond that, uh, he has no memories. No he has story. no emotions whatsoever. He's literally just a robot. He Soulless has no feeling, robot. no no attachments, no memory of Wanda, no memory of falling in love with Wanda. So one could surmise from the very scary activation of White Vision that he is being sent in there to kill her, and he's not going to think twice about it because he can't think. Right. Nope. Nope, he's just a full-blown robot. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. I have a question for y'all. I think <laughs> I this this theory was going around on the internet, and I I I don't believe it's true. Or at least I'm I'm just like, no, it can't be true. But it would be funny. It would be very funny, but also like, oh, you. Mm. So they've been teasing this big, this big. Uh, what do you call it? Like somebody is going to come. Yeah, a big character reveal or cast reveal. Big, yeah, big mm-hmm. cast reveal. Uh, seemingly in the last episode or who knows what. Um, but now people are saying, oh, my God, was he just talking about himself? Was he just being facetious and just saying that, like, he was going to be doing scenes with himself? Because now there's going to be oh, because he was like it was like such an honor and a privilege because he like yeah like he was just being quote. like facetious like teehee I'm actually going to be acting with me because I'm the best actor teehee possible um <laughs> I still don't know what the Luke Skywalker reveal is so I right I, yeah wait. that's that's the only thing that makes me think that he was not being facetious I mean it, it, and talking unless about unless both of them are in on the joke you know because I do I do think that that is a very cute and funny thing I oh mean, and, well, and they could be about it but. they could be completely unrelated he could be talking we don't even know they were talking about the same thing he could very right, well be making right. the that's, joke that's that, that, that is totally true he could be making the joke that I got to act with myself which he will yeah um, right yeah uh, um so but some, yeah. someone's gonna have to step in to, to help them stop i don't know killer vision hopefully well, yeah. that's not what he yeah. is but that's gonna that's gonna add a whole nother level of trauma when the real vision comes walking in there with nothing going so on behind I his have, eyes i have a couple of theories so um 
I'm, you know, going back to what you were saying about how Agatha was just like, I sensed this place and la 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 la. Like, if she sensed this place, isn't it like pretty? Is it pretty safe to assume that like other like magic users in this world probably also sensed it? So like people like Doctor Strange maybe might have sensed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, if that's the case, then I would, I mean, it, it would be pretty, I, it would be weird if he didn't come, I would think. But this is, this is directly in his purview. I mean, this yeah. is his area of jurisdiction. His expertise. Yeah. So that's just a thought. Um, also, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure where, where it, you know, how it's going to end up, obviously, but like the thought came to my mind. Now there's two visions. One of them is kind of like this um, soulless, like, empty, you know, Shell. vacuum yeah. of a thing. And then the other is like, you know, doesn't have any memories, but basically is the soul of vision that we remember. Right. So I'm wondering if somehow, I mean, you know, with her crazy magic powers that she has, if she somehow is able to eventually uh, blend the two of them together so that we basically have a, you know, a yep. fully revived you bring vision. vision back. Hmm. Could be. I don't know how she would, but Yeah, same. But I don't know how she's done any of the shit she's done already, so I guess anything's possible, but Yeah. It's just like how do you resolve it? Is it, it, it does it become like a oh everything's great or is it like a like a soup because if it's not, it's an ultra tragedy where both of them die, probably, you know? Well, well do look, we know I, I don't... do we know if the word if there's a season two? Well, or... so Kevin Feige said very recently that uh he's not ruling out a season two for WandaVision, but oh, he shit. also spoke more broadly about several Marvel series having more than one season. Mm. Um, that being said, I don't think there is any way WandaVision ends on a happy note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't really don't either. see any sort of resolution as far as uh, like her grief goes, because she's about to, and this is going to bring me into my next point, but this is going to trigger a very large calamity, mm-hmm. um, and everyone will note that this week we were finally given the title to the new Spider-Man movie, yeah. No Way Home, yes. after some expert trolling from the cast. Um, but it's called No <laughs> Way Home, and we've already been told that it kind of fits into the, the Wanda narrative to some degree, Wanda Doctor Strange multiverse narrative. And the title No Way Home, if viewed through that lens, gives you Which a good is- idea that Peter might be stuck in something of Wanda's creation. Well, she's mm. allegedly in the sh- movie, right? Yes. Yeah. So she's she's going to do something real bad. Yeah. Either by yeah. mistake or or you know, I well, don't Well, and I don't we know. we know obviously that Elizabeth Olsen went directly from filming WandaVision to filming Doctor Strange. Right. Like right. literally back to back. I think she had like a week off. I'm not I'm so, just not man, sure there's I a way to say this happily. The the range on this girl. She's 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 really done it this this show. I she mean, really it, did it. it's yeah, it's breathtaking. She did some really good work. Yeah, I, I kudos to her, man. She's she really killed it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you guys, um, obviously, we don't trust Hayward like at all. We've no. never had reason to trust him, but now like hardcore Hayward don't trust Ultron. Him. So 
Yeah, Ultron. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Call by his Christian name. There's, there's still, still precedents for it. We've got we've got one episode left to get the yeah. rabbit, to get Ultron, to get That's Mephisto. Right. That is right. The Fantastic Four, the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all in the, se- the season finale. It's Can you imagine the craziest now. finale ever? That would be the messiest pile of oh, garbage if yeah. all of those things happened. Oh, my God. Um, Magneto. So, yeah, literally. Jesus Christ. So they, um, uh, yeah, sometimes the simplest answer is the most, most <laughs> best. Um, but I was going to say Hayward, um, or at least S.W.O.R.D. was, and I didn't say S.H.I.E.L.D., good for me. Um, S.W.O.R.D. was looking for their missing person. Mm-hmm. So we still don't really technically know who that was. Unless they were just straight up talking about the vision that, Wanda created, Maybe. because it was sword first, and then the F, and then they got the FBI involved. Right, that was the order of things. Yes, yes. So sword no, got no, no, no. Oh, uh, opposite. It was the, no, it was the FBI first. No, F- no, you're right. I think it was sword, and then Wait. they contacted FBI. Right, it's that no, way. No, I think it was the FBI. FBI first, because because uh, Jimmy was there, and then they brought Monica in. That's right. That's right. Okay, so FBI first, and then sword. So potentially it could just be someone who was visiting someone in Westview and then Wanda started her thing. So they sure. were so they were missing inside Westview. So it's not necessarily somebody that's important to Sword, but when when they came like oh I I think so the FBI came and we were just like, Oh, we were looking for somebody and they're like, Oh, what's this crazy weird hex thing? Like we should call somebody that that knows stuff about this, so that they call in sword because they're into like, you know, magic and shit. So <laughs> they bring in sword, and then so sword's not actually really looking for anything in particular. They're just like trying to help out the FBI find whoever they're looking for. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Well, sword is only there to, to get try to get vision. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That well, that's that's that that's kind of my point. Is it? But they already have vision though. Also, so, also. Uh, well, well, no. I mean, they're there to. I think they're there to to get Wanda to to uh, use her power, like like Hayward's doing in her office. I think they're use, trying to use her powers to activate him. But then, yeah. but then they discover so, that there's a vision in there. Well, right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just wondering if like the the missing person was all a red herring or a ruse. You know what I mean? Just to get, um, you know. The resources. Yeah, I don't to... know because it was the FBI first, so there there is a missing person, Got but it. we just don't know who that, who is, that is within. And the... if it's even if it's a VIP or if it's just some like just you a know, person, it that was the was catalyst like... to like start yeah. all of this. Um. Also, the the use of Operation Cataract. We've called we've talked right. about this before, but the the idea that it creates double vision. Ah, uh, so. two, two Brilliant. It's good, it's good. Wow. Who's been pooping in your mouth? But I got all along. <laughs> so everybody say goodbye to Daniel. This is his very last time on the podcast. <laughs> oh, congratulations, Daniel. Thanks. He's moving on to Greener other things. <laughs> Who's oh, been wow. spitting in your soup? <laughs> Oh, wow, everybody. Well, 
that was the episode. Was we it? hope we hope that you are all hanging in there and we hope that you're persevering. Yes. Throw us your know, theories. Your yes, big predictions. Just drop for, us some comments, week. shoot us some messages, and um thanks so much for listening. This yeah. is uh this is fun. We really we really love it. We've been doing we've this for a, one episode left. We've been doing this for a whole year. Isn't that? Oh weird? my gosh! We have been podcasting. Good lord! For a whole year amidst the pandemic. But you know, I said it before, and I'll say it again. At the time, it didn't feel like necessarily the best time to start a Star Wars podcast because it came just on the heels of a movie, and we didn't quite know what the direction of Lucasfilm was. Yeah. Going into twenty twenty one, being here now. Uh, we picked the best time to start a podcast. Yeah, we rolled there money on that one. An really. embarrassment really of riches. Did. All uh, of the content. We're so lucky. From, and uh, from yeah. the Star Wars and from the Marvel. Yes, super amazing. So anyhow, this we is inside best. the Tauntaun Star it Wars is. podcast. I'm Alyssa Simmons, and I'm Daniel Dawson, and I'm Dino Nicandros. May the Force be with you. Always. I love you. Three thousand.